0: Everyone, It's another episode of Tehalia Kuramanis. Today we're going to talk about the most recent topic Which is um, about the EPF rate cut recently <laughs> Our beloved <relevant> Prime Minister, <laughs> Najib Razak Has recently announced that EPF is going to um, Is making a move to cut the contribution rates of employees From 11% to 8% Now that is going to have a very significant impact to us as consumers, individuals as consumers, as well as the economy as a whole. So there's a lot of things to talk about and I want to get your opinions here at the Tehalia crew, what you guys think about it. So Cash, I want to ask you the first thing. What would you choose? Would you you, op, out of the 11% Oh, sorry, would you opt out of the 8% to the 11% or are you going to support the government's idea of the
1: 8%? I, you know, we should all continue to save and act like this never happened and <laughs> stick to all the rates at 11% and if anything, increase it you know, to, to ensure that you can retire in peace.
2: But don't you guys think that you know, because the economy is suffering so much that having this little bump in people's spending will, will improve our, the economy of the small medium enterprises, you know? So all the small and medium enterprises are suffering so much because of the bad economy. They don't have enough cash. They don't. They, they can't. Uh, they don't have enough cash flow. So they still bump in people's salaries, while well, they're not really bumping the salaries. Just they get more instead of saving later, while well, they're spending now. So all the small and medium enterprises benefit so much. Understood. Uh, if I if I may interject, um, one of the key points
0: that most analysts are saying is that by by this move. Um, the the will be no, right? <laughs> there will be an increase of 8 billion ringgit in consumer spending and most analysts are supporting this um, Supporting this move because um, re- in recent years, consumer actual consumer spending has been dropping down in line with the drop yeah, in right. crude price. So mm-hmm. this would, is a welcome move for our economy. What's your take on it, Ayman?
3: Well, um, I understand I've been getting a lot of flag for this, both on air and off air, but I don't think that I will be sticking the 11%. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, personally, I don't think Okay, first of all, I want to just make uh, I just want to say that I don't think you characterise it right when you say that are you supporting the government in doing this. I don't think it's a, uh, the government's move in the sense that it's not, I don't feel like it's a political issue, it's not something you it's not like if you agree to the 8%, oh, then you're supporting the government, I right? I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, choice, it's right? a choice, It's a right? Yeah. And I think it's funny that it's an opt-out mechanism, right? So you mm-hmm. don't choose, you sort of, everybody goes down to 8 and you mm-hmm. have to sort of um, consciously opt in to make it 11%. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a bit, um, I don't know. I mean, if, if you're not really up to date on this, then you don't really have a choice. But, okay, going back to my point. Yes, I think I will take a little bit, little bit about my consumer uh, in, in, in my salary. Because it's, okay, to be honest, I'm probably not going to save it, it's going to go straight to my discretionary spending, you <laughs> know, there's an extra X amount every year, then, you know. Saving for the vacation, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> saving for the vacation. Or a new right? pair of sneakers, yeah. huh? Consumer <laughs> spending, because it's, it's, it's going really bad. You're right, you, know, you raised a good point. The consumer spending has been going down, mm-hmm. down the toilet, and one of the things that's supposed to prop up an economy is strong consumer spending. So mm-hmm. if this is something that the government wants to do, it basically take away forced saving. And put it back in our pockets for us to spend, and hopefully multiply a bit more in the economy. Then that's a good
1: move. Exactly, but that's that's the key part there, right? You said it. You said the word multiply. That it's important that if you take that eight percent, the what the aim of this is to have you use that three percent to put it back into the economy to make it uh, double that yeah, amount that's and right. grow the yeah. economy. effect, yeah. right? If people are going to use that 8%, the, the, the save 3% and put it under their pillow, stash it in their pillow, it's, it's not going to do um, any good to the economy. Well, do you all, the savings
0: rate is in the country? Okay, uh, here's the thing. Um, the chief, chief economist of Alliance Bank, Manu Karen, he mentioned that 60% of the whole economy will most likely spend spend the money. These are the people who come from the low-income and the middle-income who actually need the extra cash yeah. and they're the most likely to spend. It's so um, they believe that this new um, move will, will have a positive impact on the economy. But in my opinion, it will have an effect on wealth distribution because the low-income and the medium-income are the ones who saving less and spending more while the higher-income people will save and invest more. But before that, let's get our lovely guest... I mean, sorry, our lovely... Guess. Guess. She's a guest, right? Yeah, yeah lovely guest. Yeah. I know, I know. She's she's against the 8% and I would like to hear why. Why is it, Esmira?
4: Don't <laughs> fall for the trap, guys. Oh my God. No, seriously. I mean, what good is that you want to take out that 3% out of your savings? You're talking about your retirement. You know, I mean, for me, that little amount, a small amount, that 3% that you think that you can use for discretionary spending, and, and you, if you believe that that will actually spur domestic demand in the itself, you're actually putting it into the government's pocket. How do you really think that's going to come back to you? You're not... In a way... It's, it's going to come back to me in the form of goods in and services.
0: Let me finish. Esmira?
4: Okay. Imagine, right? I mean, imagine you're taking out that extra 3%, you spend it. Do you know that like, Meaning to say that the government can tax you more mm-hmm. than when you had 11% in. Mm-hmm. On top of that, when you spend this out, you know, you're also paying GST.
0: Understood. So,
4: it's like a... Basically, you're just giving back to the government. You're just paying for them. You know? You're mm-hmm. not...
0: Well, government still
3: so got the money. Why is it? The idea is that if it goes to the government and then they, they spend it, you know, government spending, there's public spending, so wouldn't that also spur the economy as well? I mean, basically,
4: okay. moving... It depends is, on the priority of the public spending that they are spending on. Depends
1: <coughs> yeah. on okay, yeah. good point.
0: Good point. Okay. Okay. Actually, I think Esmira has a really good point. I guess from the bigger point of view, yes, the money goes into the government's pocket and the country's economy. But at times, we have to think about our own self, right? Do we want to save for our future or do we want to save for our present? So these are the the, the philosophical view, like... Delayed gratification and all this yeah. stuff. So what are your point of views on this? And as Mira, I believe that you believe in delayed gratification?
4: I believe in delayed gratification. I mean, mm-hmm. of course once in a while you are allowed to spend and you know, make yourself happy, right? Mm-hmm. But you're talking about your retirement here. Yeah. Why why are you not so encouraged to save for your you know, for for your own future, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the same time, imagine right, if, if you take out that three percent EPI will not have to pay more. you mm. don't
0: have to pay more into your dividend contribution. Okay. what about you, Cash? Are you the type know, of person who likes wanna, to spend today? I, or? I wanna,
1: I wanna, I wanna just take a step back. I just take a step back and look at why okay. the 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 rate cut has been proposed. Right? Is this something for us to think about? Is this just the art of Tai Chi mm. The responsibility of public spending to
4: exactly. the mm-hmm.
1: public mm-hmm. themselves and not the government. Who's yeah. supposed <laughs> to be? Who's supposed to be? doing this government spending but now you uh, you're moving numbers to fit your budget okay. so X amount of expenditure is now taken up by the people themselves
2: okay do you have okay. do you have an opinion on this? Well, I personally think that um, this is not a matter of instant gratification was delayed gratification because we can take that money we, we, we receive from the 8% so the 3% extra you earn and put it into long term investments long term investments that can have earned more than your EPF rate so I think EPF right now is what 68 or some 7% oh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic So, so um, This is not only To the people who want To spend to the small and Medium enterprises But also for the people Who who know how to invest They can invest mo- More of their money On yeah. long term investments Let's say ASB I think ASB is mm-hmm. better Than EPF right ASB Tabung IG Mindy. Or Property uh, Anything like this So these things Count in my mind As delayed uh, gratification As well So if, if you pick 8% It's not exactly Straight away These guys are um so we're giving money to the government. It's more in my mind, KD I suppose you still give more money to the government in, in income tax, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Pay more income tax, pay
2: more income tax. Slightly. And then you, you if you spend it well, if you put it into the proper investments, you can earn much more than you do if you put it into EPF.
1: But that's a very big caveat there and you know it's 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 subject to you doing exactly that, getting a better investment than the three percent sitting no, no. there. I and mean,
4: you have to be real estate, not not everyone they are quite how do you say they are aware of other investment opportunities out there. Their invest- the education on investment is is still sort of minuscule in mm-hmm. Malaysia. It's something mm-hmm. that people should improve on. I mean, if you come from a background that you understand where you can put it in, sure. But what about I, the rest? What about the lower income people? Yeah, I
0: mean, what yeah. What I don't like about this is the fact that. Based on statistics, more people who are more likely to be spending this 3% are the low income and middle income group. And then that will further increase the wealth disparity between the high income and this group, right? So in a way, if we want to improve wealth distribution, we're actually moving backwards.
2: Yeah. But uh, I suppose the key here is not the EPF 8-11, to but more education of different investments and different understood. investment opportunities to the low income, medium income people. Yeah. So these low income, medium income people, they can potentially put into ASB and for the uh, non-booming putra there's I think there's ASB or one sign right that one Mm -hmm. there's ASB options for uh, non-booming as well and these things all have much better rates than EPF so if this is more of a matter of education in my mind rather than whether or not um, the wealth disparity is more of a matter of education Mm -hmm. I understand but
0: what, what, what the analysts are saying is that this low income are more likely to actually spend the money instead of saving it's because for them, it's money that they need, you know, because they're low income. It's money that they need, so they're more likely to spend it rather than the higher income earners who could who have like leeways to invest in other alternative sort of investments. So think, but like you said, education, right? So you have to figure out what you want in your life, your retirement.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I, I, still, I will still say this is a matter of education. Understood. So these low income people, they. Um, when they have that much low income, they need more education on what they can save on. Maybe they are spending too much on some, some, something. Maybe they are spending on smartphones or a car they don't need mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So this all needs education to the low income, middle income people.
1: True, but this is a very reactionary kind of a measure that has been taken, right? It's a, it's a quick ditch to try and spur the local economy where, in fact, we could actually be doing other ways to, to get this money. So instead of having the people spur the economy themselves, why not cut back budgets for, you know, your military budgets or your certain office, prime minister's office department's budget. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can can cut budgets there and use that money to spur the economy and use the multiplier effect, but they don't. And on top of that regulations, maybe we can add that this 3% optional cut is only valid for a year Hmm. after which, you know, it goes back to the 11% so that at least the damage is not that bad.
0: Mm, I, I believe you're itching to say something. Uh, <laughs>
1: am
3: I? Am I? Um, <laughs> well, turning red. To me, it's... Um, I mean, a cashier's viewpoint is it, it is quite institutional. So you're sort of pooling everybody's savings into one thing and then the idea is that EPF can invest it for you and then make it grow. Mm. And I want to take a bit of that and then say perhaps what we're seeing now is a shift in... Uh, responsibility to, to the consumer maybe it's a it's a, it's a it's a macro shift so instead of the government through the EPF doing some uh, institutional investing and then you watch it grow you let the consumers have the choice and
1: spend burn the world
3: and I don't know no, why is it burn the world like, to me it's yeah, I don't think it's reactionary at all. when you say reactionary Reactionary is institution spending on behalf of the people. That's reactionary. To me, it is libertarian. It's, it's,
2: it's more free market.
3: It's it? more free... It's, uh, in a way, yes, because you're having... It's, it's basically a no tax. Your, your it's needs. basically a tax cut. So you're giving people the power to choose what they, sp- what they mm. spend money on. If you're a
1: libertarian, you would be in favor of this. Yeah. Yes, when I say reactionary, it's a, it's a reaction to us as Malaysians not having enough money. It's a measure reacting to that okay. to spur the economy.
0: So Esmer, do you think this is the right solution to do if you're the government what would you do?
4: I would cut on other aspects of the budget there are so mm-hmm. many other things that they can cut but they somehow I feel it's more like a goodie bag mm-hmm. you know just something to shut people up mm-hmm. you know like hey look um, you know we're dusting off our hands yeah. give back you know you're lah know, how you spend it right mm-hmm. I feel like there are other alternatives other measures that you can do like what cash rate can reduce but in- no, I mean I.
3: Sorry, I I don't doubt that, but it's I I don't doubt that. Oh, I lost my point here. I don't um, doubt that. Sorry, what did you
0: do now? <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I agree with most of your points, but I feel like the government has been pushed to the wall at the moment because because of the GST. Because, because of the GST, prices are going up. People are not really spending as much. Because of the crude oil going down, people are not getting as much income, and they're, you they know, just, they're they worried.
4: be advising other like say GLCs or whatnot to sort of pull back on foreign investments. I mean, that's what
0: do. I think that's what they're doing as well. Like Nagara is limiting um, local companies from investing overseas because they want to keep that money within the country itself. Anyway, yeah, I think they're sort of pushed to the wall. GST is pushing prices up. Crude oil prices going down is pushing um, our income down. So consumer spending has been going really, really downwards. So a lot of analysts are welcoming this move because they believe it will have a direct effect to consumer spending. However, from a personal point of view, uh, from an individual point of view, of course, you have to think about what you want. Like, do you want to spend it now? or do you want to save for your savings in the future? That's up to individuals. But I believe at the end of the day, you have a choice what you want to do, and make the make that decision, make that wise, educated decision. Do you want to save for now or later, invest or spend on your new pair of Jordans? It's all up to you. But you um, can know who's spending. <laughs> <kind of> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all up to you. Three percent for some, maybe a lot, maybe not. But <laughs> it well, it's up to you. But make an educated decision. Here at Te we're just giving you opinions. So live smart. Spend wisely. We love you all. Here's from Tehali Kramanes,
2: Darimi, Mustafa,
4: Ismira, is Ayman, and, and Cash. Cash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> for <and> you. <laughs> <Hashtag> <laughs>
1: all right. Hashtag all right. right. It's a wrap, <laughs> guys.